Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to a very special PlayStation 5-centric episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net, those sexy legends over at Audio-Technica, and those equally sexy legends over at Manscaped, but more on those guys and girls later. I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan8bit. And joining me today in the podcast co-hosting chairs, the resistance and kill zone to my Miles Morales, <laughs> Australia's John O'Peck, who you can find at Jono himself, and my podcast, Ride or Die, you can find her at Miss Ali Hart on them socials. We're talking about Miss Ali Hart. How you doing today? Fantastic. Pretty excited. And for those that didn't understand those references, they are PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, and PlayStation 5 launch day one exclusive titles. So mm. that's the that's the synergy. I got there. it. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. So uh, here we are. Uh, we are literally a week in since the PlayStation 5 was released. So we thought, what better way to... Uh, get the band back together and talk some PlayStation 5 than on a PlayStation 5-centric podcast. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a tighter runtime, so we're looking at sub-60 minutes here. Touch wood. But uh, we're just going to be sort of deep diving on our initial impressions and, and feelings and uh, you know pros and cons, if applicable, regarding the PlayStation 5. So um, I guess we could jump into... The, the first thing that probably everybody sees or have seen uh, leading up to this release and when you get that big giant box arriving on your doorstep, you open it up and it's the aesthetics. And my goodness gracious me, this thing is a beast. Uh, it measures in at just under 39 centimeters by 26 by 8 centimeters and weighs over 4.5 kilos. So that's 10 pounds for you all in America. It is a big, big beast. Mm. And um, my initial impressions is... It's ugly, but uh, where do it you guys stand on this? Ugly. It is a big, chunky, ugly thing. I can't stand it. It's <laughs> the eyesore. So I'm glad that um, I have a entertainment cabinet where I can like put it out of sight and out of mind. Does your entertainment cabinet does it have a door so you can actually properly hide it? Because mine's in the, in the slot, so I can see it, and it looks at me with its very <laughs> futuristic sci-fi... <laughs> Blue cybernetic blue. angry blue eyes yeah so well we have like this um like ikea kind of cabinet where it's it's got a door but it's mesh so we can still like access it and you know remote controls and everything still works so it's it's obscured okay. it's obscured well, that, that's a plus that's a plus because i i debated putting it on the vertical on the other side of my tv because i've got the series x mm -hmm. on one side on the vertical the big black obelisk but uh, I managed to fit the PlayStation 5 in the entertainment slot. So it's semi out of sight, but never out of mind. Um, JP, <laughs> what about you? I know I've been fortunate enough to modify yours to make mm. it look a lot better than it did on launch. But uh, what's your thoughts on the look and feel of this thing? I like it. Like, I never had like massive issues with it like most people did. It, I didn't think it was like as good looking as other consoles. That we've had especially the ps4 i think just looks so sleek compared to this but yeah getting uh old mate tag mods to paint it black 
has been a huge plus. Like, I think I'm happy to have it on display now, horizontal on top of the uh, TV unit underneath the telly. And I, th- I think it looks pretty sweet, at least at, at my house. <laughs> it's it's crazy that something as simple as like putting a fresh coat of paint on those blades uh, of the console makes mm. it look a hundred times better. Like So much better. And the <laughs> black just makes it look so sleek. Yeah, I've been surprised by some of the response, actually. Like, I put it on Reddit and got kind of roasted by the, the gaming subreddit community for ruining the console and oh, all this crap. God. And it's like, dudes, come on. Like, it looks like crap. Like, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, as soon as you can, people are gonna be changing the white to something else, whether it's yeah. black or to yeah. some other color. Yeah, I've, um, I've been chatting to the guys at Tag Mods about doing some some changes and adjustments to mine but i'm down a rabbit hole with them now it started from just talking about (laughs) changing a color to now it's like how crazy do you want to go what's your favorite games what's your favorite colors what can we do and i'm like oh no oh Oh, no i'm gonna need a cabinet just to display this thing when it's all said and done because it's gonna be like a giant t-rex breaking out of the side of it or something (laughs) i think overall though the design of the playstation 5 it has this really obscure like futuristic statue art piece look to mm. it and i feel like it's really hard to blend that sort of stuff in you know a n- normal set of homes yeah. so it just stands out where like the alternatives were usually just like black cubes yeah which is pretty easy to just kind of fit into any aesthetic so it just they really if you've got the psvr and you've got like the charging dock like if you've got the whole collection with the pulse headset it probably works but if you've got a black tv and the gray nintendo switch and the xbox like it really would stand (laughs) out quite a lot if you're someone with that kind of setup and same same with your furniture like unless you've got like high gloss white tv cabinets like it doesn't really work with anything like i've got like wood and and Mm. concrete sort of industrial furniture and this thing just sort of really stands out and doesn't look like it's got a place there. But I think once it gets a coat of paint, it'll be a lot better. And and just the angles of it, like having to put that weird little universal mount clip on it, depending on if you're going vertical <laughs> or horizontal, you have to use that even if you're mm-hmm. trying to lay it flat because otherwise mm. it's sort of just skewed and off balance. It sort of, I don't know, yeah. but I get what they're trying to do. It is trying to say, you know, this is the future. You know, we're edgy, we're, we're cool. <laughs> It's ripped straight out of Detroit Become Human, though. Like that's that's all <laughs> oh, I think yeah. of every time I look at this thing. Yeah, I'm yeah. a bit disappointed with the stand. Like horizontally, at least, it doesn't really clip in for me. Like it's very loose. Like if I pick up my console and move it, it's almost like you leave the stand behind. You have to like <laughs> <laughs> keep it like pushed in. I don't know if that's the same for everyone, but that's what my experience has been. Well, there's no like dedicated slots on the back. Like you line it up with the, I can't remember which of the 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 face buttons. Yeah, Yeah, the the triangles I think might be the end caps where you line up the clips on this thing. But yeah, there's no dedicated grooves. It's just Mm. just like in the photos is like, just put it there. You know, so you sit it on, you go, all right, well, it's not (laughs) moving too much. So that's good. It's fine if like you just put it there and it sits there. So it's fine for that purpose. But if you're wanting to, you know, rearrange it, like if you've got other consoles and you want to try and figure out what's the best way to do it it's uh it's not as simple as just moving it you have to kind of hold it together as you move it around yeah yeah but uh overall like 
it's it is what it is it's it's a big beast it's a good talking point and i think that's something that maybe sony wanted is if you've got one of these in your house and someone comes around they'll be like what's that you know what is this thing so maybe <laughs> oh my God. maybe it generates a bit of interest and a bit of <laughs> bit of hype around the coffee table but uh <laughs> You know, uh, it's it's all right. And it's, the cool thing is that it's out. You know, it's in our hands. We've all been fortunate enough to, mm-hmm. to get one day one and experience these things in in that, uh, in that debut faction, uh, fashion. So uh, I guess we could sort of pivot on to sort of diving in what's underneath that uh, very unique aesthetic and, and talk about some of the hardware that's, that's running under the hood of this thing. So uh, first and foremost, uh, if we're sort of going through the comparisons to the to the PlayStation 5 uh, compared to the previous gen PlayStation 4. Uh, we've got, you know, eight Zen 2 cores at 3.5 gigahertz compared to the eight Jaguar cores at 1.6 gigahertz. So we're, you know, double double the, the CPU processing power there. Uh, the big one that's on everybody's lips I know is the teraflops, uh, the PlayStation 4, 1.84 teraflops, where the GPU in running in the PlayStation 5 is a big beefy 10.28 teraflops. So, uh you know, we're looking at five times the power, uh, hypothetically, between last gen and, and now this gen. Uh, memory is doubled as well, going from eight gig up to sixteen gig. Uh, the bandwidth, every, everything, just just about has been doubled or enhanced upon fi- fairly substantially. So, uh, it's it's a it's a positive step in the right direction. It's it's not probably the groundbreaking leap forward that everybody uh, was hoping it to be. Like I think it's more so. Uh, instead of a, a big jump forward, it's a baby step or, or a couple of baby steps. And that's not a bad thing. Progress is progress. Uh, and, you, and it's noticeable within within the games and within just the general interaction of this console. Like the biggest thing I've found, and, and this is agnostic from this and the Series X, is just the boot times and the speed of this damn thing. Like mm-hmm. oh, yeah. getting in and out of games, loading from, from scene to scene, uh, fast traveling in games, it's just about non-existent uh, compared to previous gen where it could be 10 times the, the waiting time really uh, fast traveling and things where now it's the, the days of fast traveling, jumping on your phone, fluffing around, sending a message, grabbing a drink, whatever it is, that's all gone now. You don't have time because you could be thrown into a, a, a world event in the game or, or a combat scenario five seconds yeah. after you fast traveled and you could be in some trouble. So um, that's my biggest takeaway uh is just the general speed of, of doing things in and out of game what about yourselves what's some of the big um the big notices that you guys have sort of encountered in this past week with the console as far as you wanted to talk as, as jumps in hardware from previous gen to to now this current gen yeah i've gone from the base ps4 to the ps5 so i never had the pro and never had the 60 frames and the 4k and all that so it's a huge leap forward for me and mm-hmm. the loading times is definitely the thing that i've enjoyed the most it's actually changed the way that i play games as well like in, in miles morales for example if there's you know a part of the map that i would normally swing to i can just be like no i'll just fuck, quick travel there because it yeah. takes like half a second <laughs> you don't you don't even get the subway animations anymore you just like yeah. walk out of the subway not even on the train there's a, there's a setting to turn those animations on if you miss them. Oh, but, okay. You know. <laughs> uh, and, and the same in like Valhalla going from the PS4 version to PS5. Like you, you're just a bit more happy to, to try and use the, the quick travel to get around rather than trying your luck across the countryside. And, you know, I think you said on THG, like it's 
eight to ten seconds to get anywhere i did notice going back to your settlement takes a bit longer on ps5 it's probably an extra five seconds because i don't know there's a bit more things to interact with there perhaps Um, but you know reloading from one area to the same like a previous save or dying and reloading is even quicker because it's not having to change where you are in the game that's really good and it's even like changing like for example if we were playing ghost of tsushima legends and i was in there and i I was joining another session like if you and benny were playing and i was waiting for you i could be like okay i'm gonna go play nba 2k and when you guys are finished i'll jump back into legends like that's not something i would have ever done on ps4 because of the amount of time it takes to boot up but you can literally be going from the you know the ui of the ps5 into gameplay within like 20 to 30 seconds which is pretty unheard of for that previous generation so i think from that aspect it's such a improvement to like just the quality of life for the console 100 percent. and i'd be very curious to know like you're talking about uh, valhalla there i'd love if there was a, a setting i could look at for average load times or time wasted uh in those load screens from from yeah. my xbox uh, 1x to the series x because it is such a huge huge leap forward i'm sure it's on digital foundry somewhere yeah it will be ticking, kicking around there somewhere <laughs> you mentioned the uh the ui which i guess is sort of a, a it's it's obviously done through the hardware but almost sort of weaves back into the aesthetics as well what did you guys think of the the new home screen and and how you interact with that now and, and just sort of i guess the, the fresh coat of paint they've given that it's it's got a few flaws did you want to talk about what your experience is ali well, it, it's an improvement to the previous one. I'll give it that because I did definitely felt like the previous was a bit cluttered. Everything was a bit like all over the place. You really had to search for things. It's it's cleaner, but I would still say that there is still a few issues with getting kind of lost among mm. things and trying to find things. So it's better, but it's not probably at its best. Yeah, there's a few teething things, I think, where we're so used to what it was before that now you're like, okay, where's my friends list? Oh, it's under game base. What's that? Yeah. Or like, you want to go to trophies. Oh, you got to go to your profile and then click on trophies. And even just like which of the two UI menus comes up when you press the PS button versus when you hold the PS button, like it's going to take a while to get that muscle memory back because it's so ingrained in people who've been playing a ton of PS4. And I think f- for me, like the the most ingrained part of of that ui is like you hold down the ps button and that's how you go into rest mode but now you have to like just <laughs> press it quickly just press it once yeah and then yep. you know get get used to that change and that's not an easy thing to like lose after years and years and years of being able to do that i didn't know how to do my playstation it felt like i was trying to solve a puzzle i was trying to i was done playing miles the other day and i'm like okay now i'm just gonna put it into rest mode and i'm like this button up Okay, double press, no. Long press, no. Press, and it it took me a couple of minutes. Then I, yeah, cracked cracked the code. But I don't know if there was like a a sort of a a quick guide or an easy start wizard when you first booted the console up and maybe I skipped it. But I certainly didn't see any guidance to to navigate (laughs) to those hit points when I was uh, going through the update process and things like that. So we've already had, what, a, a 900 megabyte update for 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 quality oh, really? of life for instability, yeah. I think there'll be a few more. I think there'll be a few more to come because there's been a few oh, issues yeah. that we've run into. Um, whether it's like like me personally, you know, if I'm in a 
party chat with someone and they leave it's you, you stay in that chat by yourself so the game audio and even the um the level of your like haptics and vibration settings are different based on still being in a party so you have to like go into the picture card and leave the party um as well as that and other issues that we'll probably talk about again yeah it's it's a bit bit disjointed with some of their menu methodologies especially the party stuff and that's something that's that's was on previous gen as well where if we were all partied up and you two left i'd still be in that and have to deal with it instead of it just automatically just moving you back to the game and uh going back to those base settings on the hardware front uh those quality of life patches that you're talking about i've had two major major freezes and consoles shutting down so far i've played i reckon i've played close to 20 hours total on the console probably maybe a little bit less Hmm. but i've had it's occurred both playing miles morales where the game has just completely froze i can't even press the playstation button to sort of go back to the menus like this thing just jammed up had to actually pull the cord on like the power cord on the back and do a a hard reboot that's happened twice now um so yeah it is a little bit scary (laughs) because i'm like have i got a have i got a bit of a, a you know, a, a duck egg of a console here. Is this going to be a, a trouble machine for a while? But uh, we'll see how it goes. Like it's still, as I said, I haven't played a ton to experience uh, if this is a, a something that's going to be consistent. But twice in under 20 hours is a little bit concerning for me. But mm. with early tech and, as you said, quality of life updates, and we're going to be getting patches very frequently between now and, you know, the next probably three months as they iron out kinks and bugs. Yeah. Um it did make me get a little bit scared though, because uh, yeah, I put, I <laughs> I've put, I reckon, yeah, twenty odd hours thereabouts on the PlayStation Five, and probably forty to fifty on the Series X, and the Series X hasn't had any of that yet. But it could just be coincidental, you know. I'm not saying this is better or mm. worse, but it's just a little bit of a like, oh boy, we'll, we'll see what happens here. But yeah, yeah. the the hardware. The high, I think the the biggest talking point on the hardware though is is the controller, the DualSense controller. Like, I I was very much like, oh yeah, it's got settings that a lot of these other elite controllers and and third party tier one controllers can do. And playing Miles Morales, you feel a little bit of it, you know, little things like just getting audio through the through the little you know controller speaker and stuff, which is nothing new to new to Sony. Yeah is one thing but you really start to see the power and the future of where you could take this controller playing astro's playroom of all things the uh the pre-installed pack-in game on the console and um i i sort of had my first foray into that game today and it really got me excited uh as far as where you could take this technology and it really showed what the future could hold as far as interactions and just mm. dialing up the level of immersion in games with with this console so um miss hart what what's your thoughts on the dual sense so far like do you think it lives up to this hype because it has been pretty universally praised and touted as probably the best thing of of next now current gen yeah i've got to be honest like i was a bit like how good can it honestly be <laughs> like yeah, playing Miles Morales, I think you don't really get too much of it. Like you said, you get a little bit of sound um, sound cues and you get like a, when you have Spidey Sense, the controller vibrates a little for you. But yeah, Astro's Playroom, you just, it is phenomenal seeing how, 
like what it can do and like how much it enhances the gaming experience like for everything from the vibration to the resistance and the triggers and then even how do you how do you say it without it sounding vulgar but blowing into it um i hate hate blowing into it every time i'm like here we go i know you're like sitting there don't finish me i was in i was in a party (laughs) chat with jared the first time i was playing it i was like I'm about to blow up because I, I was testing them. Like there's a mic in the Jill sense and we were testing it out because it, it's actually surprisingly mm-hmm. really good. And is it? Yeah. Like it, it, the noise cancellation is amazing. Like you can't hear them pressing buttons. There's no like tapping of, of vibrations. Wow. Um, so th- whatever they've digitally put into there with the software, like the mic software is super impressive. But anyway, where it falls apart is where you have to blow into the mic and you're like sorry man you know (laughs) (laughs) but yeah a little asmr what was your favorite um effect because there's like some like each level in astro really kind of tries to feature something different in as far as what the dual sense can do I feel like the one that really, like, it didn't succeed in what it was trying to do, but I still enjoyed it where there was a rain, like, the rain like drops. you were, yeah, it was meant to be, like, you had the sound of rain coming through the controller, but you were also getting, like, sens- like sensation of vibration, like, like, patter. Mm-hmm. Now, I wouldn't say that, like, <laughs> I wouldn't say it sounded like rain, it sounded more like marbles, <laughs> but... I still, I still understood the effect and really enjoyed both the like the incorporation of both sound through the controller and the vibration and just like how immersive it was, like how yeah. really drawn into it it was. Like I was, I was drawn into the game, but I was also really drawn into the experience of like what I was doing movement wise. Like it, it was, it's a different mm. experience altogether. It's really, really unique. I didn't think it was going to affect me that much <laughs> of how much, you know adjusting a controller and having that add to the experience of gaming but um yeah it's won me over yeah and then you've obviously got the the triggers like when you're you know trying to when they're trying to replicate like the feeling of a spring board or Mm -hmm. like if like a like like a, a, a rocket blasting off and controlling those different thrusters i think there's a lot of things that hopefully other devs can incorporate into their games the the thing that's kind of I don't know if you'd call it concerning is that like Miles Morales doesn't really capitalize on it so much. No. There is like when you when you swing a web like that and you pull back on the, the triggers like that actually works quite well and it's subtle enough that it's not like overpowering. And I think they probably did that by design. But it, I think the fact that Astro's come out and there's been such a positive reaction to it that everyone's seemingly loved it. It's like an 83 on Metacritic. I hope that devs can play that and go oh this is what we can do rather than i guess insomniac developing this game in in a bit more of a vacuum um without having the ability to fully take hold of of what the haptics can do yeah it reminded me um playing astro's playroom when i first got to play the nintendo switch for the first time and we were playing Mm. uh like one two switch and snipper clips and stuff where (laughs) You're feeling like, you know, the marbles roll around in the Joy-Con and things like that. It felt like that's the biggest enhancement uh, for to, to this gen for me is just this new level of immersion with the graphics and the power to match. Like the Switch, you got the immersion, but you got, you know, 720p resolution graphics and, and it wasn't a powerhouse in that regard. It was more about the interaction and the fun and the sense of, 
playing this with with friends and family and people that are non-gamers that could pick this tech up and go oh my god mm. like this is next level and that's what this controller and, and even yeah just showcasing in astro's play playroom um just just did for me like i was smiling and i'm sitting there thinking of the possibilities and seeing some of this tech replicated into some of the upcoming AAA games and and how they're going to utilize some of these different different sort of uh things that this controller can do like i really enjoyed the like the gpu world uh where you're, you're doing a lot of traversal in the in the zip up monkey suit yeah and the the bow and arrow mechanics left a little bit to be desired but uh that really emphasized the the um haptic feedback and the adaptive triggers uh that that world i felt yeah. so it was really cool to feel that resistance on the triggers like you mentioned you get a little bit of it in miles mm. morales but you don't get much variety compared to what they were showing in astros so that was really cool for me and uh just seeing all these little bits of tech harmonize uh yeah the mm. the sound and the haptic feedback and, and and using using these triggers and just seeing it all synergize was great and I love the feel of the controller. I love the textured grips. And it's, it's even cuter too when you get like a, a power zoom and you see it's all the little little PlayStation icons, but it feels really nice in your hand as opposed mm. to the more smoother, more meek uh, previous gen controllers. It, it's nice and beefy, which I like. I'm going to have a weird complaint. I think it's too big for my hand <laughs> like, or my fingers. Because when I was playing Miles Morales, there was like a lot of issues where... I think it was like for the healing factor and I'm trying to navigate and then I'm also trying to heal and just the extension over <laughs> to like hit the heels and everything like that just felt like it was a bit of a reach mm. for me. But overall hand feel is like really good. Yeah. So I think there'll be a bit of a learning curve for devs with the with the controller, definitely. Like I, I haven't really noticed Valhalla using it too much. It's in NBA 2K21 on the PS5 version, but it's bad. Like, it's actually not good. Like, I'm, me and my brother have both turned it off in the game. Because wow. it, it <laughs> like, seemingly sometimes vibrates for no reason. Like, when you're off ball, no one's near you, and it's just, like, vibrating slightly. And then it... It's frustration because you want that ball. <laughs> yeah, it's just, <laughs> like, tensing and up. <laughs> but but it, it, it's, it's kind of used well in the sense of, like, you know, if someone bodies up on you then you can, it like vibrates a bit. Or if you're like trying to sprint and you're pulling down that turbo on the trigger, it kind of resists. But in a game like that, it's actually more annoying than you want it to be. Like it's, it's, it's a hindrance to the way that you play because it's such a performance, like a Twitch-based kind of thing. Obviously, any like esports people or mm. fighting game community, like they're all just going to like turn off those settings because they might hold you back by a millisecond in yeah. your response time and that kind of thing. Uh, but like I said, it's it's I'm writing that off to like teething and the learning curve. I think that it can be really, I think it can make any game better. And, you know, it's exciting to see what they can do it, with it in racing games and with, um, you know, particularly I haven't played Call of Duty, but I'm guessing like each gun has a different feel, which would be a really cool thing if they can incorporate that into it. Yeah, and my uh, my fanboying is already excited for the next Horizon Zero Dawn because obviously there's a lot of bow and arrow uh, yeah. action in that game. So using those triggers and experiencing a little taste of it in, in Astro uh, with, mm. with that little little sort of kitty, kitty bow got me excited to, to take down big uh, mechanized dinosaurs next year. So that's cool. Yeah. 
even like the environmental inclusion as well like just you know being within the elements yes, of like yeah. wind and rain and like all those kind of things and maybe feeling resistance and and like i said the sound coming through the controller as mm. well i just think it's going to create yeah a next level of immersion in those kind of like adventure games yeah. where even graphically it's a spectacle so it's i think it's going to really draw us in think about what someone like Kojima could do if Death Stranding came out like this year or next year, like how he would have used the controller. Like I'm excited to see him get this and go, okay, now we're talking like rub, rub his hands together about the ways he can mess with people. You feel like the liquid of the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're slopping around through the speaker. Yeah, it's it's going to be... They're going to like remaster that game for this console for sure to utilize some of that tech oh, yeah. like... You know, so. Kojima can bottle a fart and people would buy it because it's so visionary. <laughs> so, yeah, pe- people will queue up for next gen, now current gen Death Stranding uh, with mm. more. You know, imagine the the level of monster immersion you can get drinking cans. You probably feel like oh, the yeah. gulps down the throat <laughs> through the controller. And did, did you see the Death Stranding reference in Astro Bot? One of the one of the best ones, I think. <laughs> I missed that one. The little. Gu- I saw the little guy carrying the... Um, He's carrying like a, carrying... a ton of the data packs on his back. Yeah, and I went and punched him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can punch uh, everybody. You feel bad sometimes. They can take it. Let, I'll start talking about this game if we're actually going to deep dive on some of these games. Let me yeah, tell you. Yeah, we, we will in a sec. Um, a few other things I like with the controller, USB-C charging. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing I didn't like was the fact they didn't pack in a USB-C to USB-C lead. So you've got... C to USB so you don't get that full speed charge. Like I've I've used a cord and, and gone C to C just to get the, the controllers charged quicker because I didn't buy a dock um, just yet, like to. But uh, I thought that was cool. I like the create button uh, as well. That's, that's smooth and that's something that both the consoles have sort of gone and focused on as far as ease of access to, to upload mm-hmm. those highlights, whether it be a, a still image, a pre-recorded bit on the create side as well. I like that they give you the ability to, to automatically save photos or videos of trophies you get. Like I'm not a trophy guy, but I guess for those people that do hunt those platinums and stuff, that's a cool way to, to showcase it now instead of just the old static image where you can see you've taken down that boss or done that final crazy thing. But uh, it's got to be mindful to if you're not interested in that. But also if you are interested, just be mindful that they save locally to the hard drive and those video clips will chew up that storage fairly quickly. So... Yeah. I've gone in and turned that off just to avoid that potential potential hiccup. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say is on the light bar slash touchpad, I've noticed that some games are utilizing that in different ways. And the one I wanted to reference, I saw someone playing Resident Evil 3 the other day on it. And the, the light bar around the touchpad itself, depending on your health status, it would show green, orange, or red, depending. You know, green's obviously best health in the game. Orange yeah, is where you're cool. mid-tier and red's where you're close to death. So instead of having to go into like press the button to go in the menu, it shows how you are in real time in the game. I thought that was a cool little nod. So little things like that can add a, a little bit more quality of life and just ease of access in your games. Um, That's so much better than the PS4 because they would use it in a lot of interesting ways, but you couldn't see it because it was on the other side <laughs> of the controller. So you, you might see a reflection in your TV, but like in GTA... Unless you're set in dust. Yeah. In, in GTA, for example, it would flash like, red and blue when you were being chased by police which is a great idea but you never notice it unless you're watching someone else play yeah 
<laughs> yeah, we're sort of missed opportunities, but they've realized and reimagined it on, on the dual sense, which is great. Mm. Any anything else you guys wanted to talk about with the controller before maybe we we look to pivot and talk about some of the games and, and what we've sort of experienced in that realm? The only thing I really wanted to bring up is, uh, is this the only controller that's going to be compatible with the PlayStation 5? Because the only thing that I would worry about is the cost. What mm. Do we know what the cost of a standalone controller is? Yeah, it's $110 Australian. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. So the affordability of being able to buy more controllers might be a bit standoffish unless they do come out with maybe a... Uh, less like a lessened like hardwired version i'd say they will down the line but yeah but then Mm. then you'd lose a lot of the those functionalities i'd imagine yeah yeah i think controllers are always expensive like i guess the ps4 dualshock was probably like 90 or 100 bucks anyway so it's only a bit extra from memory i could be wrong someone they're still cheaper than a set of joy cons joy cons are (laughs) i think still 120 aud oh man yeah Okay, I mean, yeah, that's probably the that is probably a, a drawback for some people, but it, it's it's the kind of thing where you know when they decided to reveal the name as DualSense, it was a bit confusing for a lot of people. Like, why not stick with DualShock? Like, that's what it's always been. DualShock Five makes sense. You can see why they've made a distinction because it is so different yeah. from what we've been used to, and it really feels like an expensive piece of hardware like it's it's worth the the money you can you can see how they can get away with charging that much for it Mm. and i like the aesthetic of this thing like i know we poo-pooed on how the the console itself looks i like Mm. the look of the controller like the the color combination yeah the white's still a bit like "Mm, whatever but just the the overall look and feel of this thing i'm i'm on board and it it gets like full marks from me in that regard I mean, dual sense also works well because it, you know, gets the senses. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it tastes like, but <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen any videos of people licking it yet. But uh, they'll be out I'm there. Sure they're out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got a few. I've got a few like pros and cons of the hardware to run through quickly before we yeah, move sure. on. So, pros: the picture cards I think are really handy when you're playing. I think Ali used one of them for game help today in Astrobot to find like a missing puzzle piece, which is a really cool thing. Um, with the game mm-hmm. help feature you can just like click on it i did it in spider-man as well actually there was a puzzle in like the last mission that i wasn't sure if it was glitched or if i just couldn't figure it out so that I, was the stupid rotating ball thing yeah. for the power yeah yeah exactly that was frustrating it, was, the hell it out wasn't of me. work it wasn't working for me i had to like reload the checkpoint and then i got it to work by following the, the game help so hopefully devs utilize that it is something that will differ based on the developer and how much they want to put into it um, the picture cards are also great for jumping directly into specific missions. You can do that in Spider-Man, like any side mission or any challenge, like the stealth challenges, combat challenges. And instead of like swinging across the map or quick traveling to the closest point, you can just like jump straight to it. And it's so handy for people that have less time to get immersed in the world. Mm-hmm. Have you tried that at all, Brendan? negative negative it's very handy um the other cool things in the ui and stuff is the picture in picture um screen share me and jared were playing uh astrobot on the first day and we just wanted to try it out so we did it and we could both see what each other was playing in the top corner while we were chatting 
and he'd done like a level before me and he could say like oh there's like a puzzle piece missing over there and it's not like too obtrusive in certain games so that's kind of a, a cool little element to add to those like party experiences especially you know if someone's uh having trouble with something or they 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 or they might be fighting a boss and showing you how to do it i think that like there's a lot of possibilities for people to have fun with that yeah the universal settings i really like like you can set difficulty text size whether you want subtitles whether you want to invert your controller to like the axis universally i don't know if every game is is doing it yet but i, I like that that's there um, the 3D audio I noticed in Miles Morales, Brendan, like it's particularly when you're walking around a crowded area, like mm. there's a, a market or something and you can really sense like the up and like the verticality of the audio as well as just like the stereo from left to right. The the the, the cons now, I'm going to talk about a few. I've, I've heard some people complain about rest mode, like, the charge the charge isn't happening so if you're if you plug into the front usb to charge your your controller it doesn't work in rest mode it has to be plugged into the back and that's that that caught me out the first few nights yeah and it's got to be it's got to be patched it's got to be one of those things that's patched and i hope that they they do that quickly because it's there's a few things like this that are confusing a lot of people the other one is the two different versions of a game so um when I installed AC Valhalla on day one, I was installing the PS4 version without realizing. And then I had to also install the PS5 version. And for some people, you can go in there and delete it because it takes up obviously a lot of room on your console, but it's automatically downloading the PS4 version for some people that I've been talking to. So they have to like constantly Mm -hmm. go in there and delete it or stop it from downloading which is obviously not ideal. It also means that you can accidentally jump into the wrong version. And that means your save data won't be there on top of it not being like the best version of the game. But also like if you earn trophies in one version, they don't sync over to the PS5 version. So I've got like two separate trophy lists happening with Valhalla, which is really frustrating. That sucks. And it means like if I, I'm not going to platinum this game because it's freaking huge, which me and Brendan will talk about another day. But it means if I did want to platinum it, I have to go back and play like the first 20 hours to get all those like story trophies, yeah. which just sucks. That's stupid. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the, the main things that I can just add. So I, I just think that they need to fix some of those UI things, make it simpler to like start a party chat and to see which games your friends are playing. Um, the PS, the store is really good at how it's optimized. It's so quick to go in there and look through games. It's so much better than what it used to be. Oh, it was I tra- hated oh, it was the old store. Before. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just like workable now. <laughs> like the fact that it's not terrible is a great thing. Um, but they still don't, they don't seem to have an area for discounts, which is odd. They have to fix that because that's obviously such a, an important part of the store. It's only showing like the, the PS plus discounts. Yeah. But I guess it's it's something I don't know if it's like they weren't ready to do some of these features or they just overlooked some of them. But mm. yeah, I'm sure there'll be mm. patches coming. And you know, I was talking before about like jumping from one game to another. I'm aware like Xbox has the quick resume feature, which is even better for that from the sounds of it. And I really hope that that Sony can find a way to add that in there because you know. Jumping into gameplay is super quick, but it's still going to shave off like 
15, 20 seconds of that jumping between games if you can find a way for those quick resumes to, to be built into it. Yeah, can confirm. It's great and would be very happy to see that implemented on Sony as well because it does mm. save some, some valuable time uh, going from game to game if you are looking to sort of jump around and experience a few things in, in quick quick fashion. But Miss Hart, yeah. anything else uh, positive or negative you want to say regarding hardware? I just wanted to mention that, like, graphically, like, um, I, Mars Morales, I'm still a bit iffy on whether that's a good example of, like, um, graphical improvements to the console, but, um, Astro's Playroom was stunning. It was such a beautiful game, so polished, so there's, like, a lot of games that will come out, like, mm. this, that has that same, like, kind of cartoony aesthetic that will, you know, really shine. Is, a, is it Ratchet and Clank? That yeah, that's, it looks great. real yeah. nice. The, the Keener's forest or whatever that game is like the, oh, the yeah. pixar looking one that looks the, yeah. yeah bridge to yeah, yeah. so um yeah these games are really going to benefit from it so it's it's really beautiful so i i, I can say on that sense that those games are going to look really mm-hmm. polished yeah all right so before we jump into the final part of the podcast i thought we'd uh, do a quick little ad read from our friends over at manscaped and this special playstation 5 centric episode of the hungry game is brought to you I said by our friends over there at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming products who want to help you level up your game. If you want to maximize your wampa fruits, listen up as your joystick will never look and feel better. The first thing you got to hear about is the Perfect Package 3.0 kit. It's loaded with everything you need to increase your teraflops. All starts with the Lawnmower 3.0, complete with advanced skin safe technology, which will leave you free of nicks and cuts via way of its patented ceramic blade. It also comes with a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. Some of these liquid tools for your family jewels include the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing deodorant for your pokeballs. This is a total game changer while you are not already putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body. Next up is the Crop Reviver, an AOE spray on ball toner that not only refreshes your concussion grenades, but also gives you a little pep in your shadow step. The perfect package also comes with a nifty travel bag, disposable shaving mats, and a set of the comfiest anti-chafing boxes you have ever worn. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. And you listeners can get 20% off and free shipping with the code 8bit over at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code A-T-E-B-I-T. Remember people, nobody, nobody, nobody likes a messy controller. That's right. That is right. (laughs) It's hard reading someone else's copy. Yeah, sorry. Especially with these wonderful <laughs> Brendan's wise pun-tastic game references that he puts in there. Great. They're great, but <laughs> it's quite funny. Yeah, I, know, I know the way I write is different to the way you two probably both write as well. So like, no, it's, uh, it's all good. But you, you stuck the landing. And I think, um, <laughs> you know, weaving in what you were mentioning regarding Miles and Astro and, and the graphics. So if we're talking about the games mm. uh, as a whole, uh, my first thought before we sort of go granular and go potentially title by title or some of the titles we're playing, I thought uh, the the launch lineup was weak, but that's, I think, something that sits on both this and the Series X. So I'm not just, you know, mm-hmm. saying this is the worst, this is better. I'm saying overall launch titles were a little bit light on. Uh, and But this is something like doing a bit more research and digging it up, like looking at the PlayStation 4, 
the the exclusive titles I'm talking about primarily here because we did get yeah um, mm. you know enhanced Black versions flag. of NBA and Valhalla yeah. and stuff. With the PS4, all we got was Flower, Killzone, Shadowfall, Knack, Resogun, Sound Shapes, Escape Plan, and Flow. Uh, I think I've played two of those games. I think Flow and Flower had come out well before that. Oh, well, okay. To be honest, I think they were PS3. Okay, we'll yeah. scrap that from the archives. <laughs> the two lists that I that I correlated information from clearly lying to me. Fuck you, internet. But uh, yeah, so we got Astro's Playroom, Demon Souls. We got Marvel Spider-Man Remastered, uh, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, and then Sackboy A Big Adventure. So they're they're the five games asterisks that mm. were released as as next gen or now current gen exclusives. And two of those, for all intents and purposes, is remasters like with Spider-Man and then uh, Demon Souls is probably the bigger leap forward from its from its predecessor compared to, to compared to Spider-Man. And it's certainly the game that's on a lot of people's lips, but you know, there's some variety there. Astro, everybody gets it, so you know, it's packing awesome, nice work, Sony. I love that. Uh, and we've already talked about, I guess, the the great levels of immersion and just the aesthetic in that game. Like, it is very pretty, very vibrant. The characters are cute and quirky. It's a great world, and it's an accessible game for everybody. Um, outside of this, all I've other all I've been playing also is Miles Morales. And and as you touched on, Ali, it's it's more of like I think subtle enhancements and improvements. Yeah. Like it's like you don't find yourself constantly with your jaw on the floor playing this yep. game moment to moment. It's more so parts where you you maybe perched on top of a skyscraper and you're just looking at the sunrise or the sunset and the lighting effects and the the ray tracing combined with the HDR really popping and making this game shine in that regard. So it's more about the the subtle improvements and enhancements I find uh, in that mm. regard. Any, anything else you want to add, JP and Miss Hart, on on that Spider-Man situation? Like obviously, we've got a spoiler cast coming, so we don't think we need yeah. to go into narrative and things, but just from sure. a pure graphical and playability uh, perspective. I think the draw distance is really fantastically utilized in a game like that. Like you're perched up on a building and you can like see across the whole city. It's, it's fantastic. Um, the way that we've already mentioned like the quick loading but previously if you were like going to jump into a warehouse to fight some baddies there'd be like a loading screen now it's just seamlessly from one area to the next not a, a fraction of a second of loading taking place uh the gameplay itself i feel like they've tweaked and improved on 2018 spider-man there's less reliance on some of the stuff that wasn't so fun like the, the stealth areas that we had to do with mary jane and things like that like the the little bioshock style puzzles in the lab are gone obviously that was a hit and miss i i quite liked it but it was a, definitely a break in the game so succinctly like this is a to me a complete game and a great way to launch the ps5 like i feel like this lineup is way better than what we've had in previous generations personally miss hart where do you stand on this i can see your uh your cheeky cheshire cat grin on the zoom call here um, so this is my first spider-man game so i did miles morales this is my first dive into the spider-man games um thank you for them putting in a recap of story so i've, I've spoiled the first one for myself <laughs> to play story-wise but that's okay um, I probably, who knows, maybe give it a go. Um, 
I didn't have fun. But thanks for the uh, quick load times because every time I screwed up, um, at least it loaded pretty quickly back to the start. I had never gotten so frustrated. I've written here in my notes, um, I don't understand Spider-Man physics. Um, and then I wrote, man, I'm not really having fun. <laughs> um, because the rhino, just the rhino thing, I couldn't nail it. I kept on losing him i couldn't nail the web swinging and all that sort of business and <laughs> lining up like you know how to get there faster i i think i got the controls mixed up and then fighting the um enemies at the start like it felt like batman but worse so um now that that kind of first sequence is over and i believe that the world is now open i i kind of put the controller down and i said you know what i'll I'll approach the game another day now that the world is open mm. and I can kind of like, you know, practice a bit more as opposed to kind of, you know, learn the controls, learn how I'm supposed to play while like a story yeah, kind and of try is not to die. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, also, I don't, I don't know if anyone else feels this, but um, the actual like interface feels really like tiny, like and really wedged in the corner there. So, like, I couldn't tell if I was running out of health or um, my web to, like... Yeah, you, your web shooters were low and out. stuff. Yeah, I, I exactly get that. Like, right, yeah. it certainly is small. Like, I didn't I didn't find myself squinting to, to read it, but it's certainly... It's not right there, big and bold, so you know what's always going on. Some of the controls, uh, just, you know, just the down on the D-pad for the, the health bumps and stuff like that is a little bit strange. But overall... When you when you're web slinging and flying around, it feels phenomenal. But when there is a simple thing where you got to get up one little alcove or yeah. one little part of bridge, that can be really frustrating. But overall, graphically, it feels nice. Uh, it's it's cheeky in the in regards to if you want 4K, you don't get 60 frames, and if you want 60 frames, you don't get mm -hmm. 4K. So you got your performance mm. or your fidelity. So depending on which way you want to go, do you want a bit more of a graphical bump or do you want a higher frame rate? Uh, I played Fidelity and loved it. Like I'm all about just the give, give me all, give me all the resolution. You know, give me all those lighting and particle effects and stuff. But uh, yeah, um, they're the only two games I've played on the PlayStation Five so far. So I don't have too much to to add outside of that uh, miss heart sounds like you've just played the same two i have but jono you've done a few different yeah. ones yeah so firstly before we leave spider-man for good i was gonna say ali that's that really surprises me <laughs> you had such trouble with it i guess because you haven't played the first one they probably I, and they, that's what i was yeah, wondering i, I think is they that, probably assume that people have because everyone played it it's a bad way to go <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> like... and they probably they give you a little bit of swinging before you have to actually chase rhino but probably they not do, enough but a lot is going on a yeah. lot is going on and i think you'll find like there's a real momentum to it and once you've learned all the quick shortcuts and i, I i'd encourage you to do the traversal challenges because that teaches you like sure. the, the web zips and um, how to like run up and around walls and all that kind of stuff that'll make it so much more fun to to traverse because like the traversal is probably like the best thing about the game and it's what you're saying is like the most <laughs> frustrating thing <laughs> watching everyone play it looks like fun yeah. so when i was having a horrible time with it i was like no this was the part that i was excited yeah. for what i might just say is just uh maybe just 
put Miles Morales down for a few more days. We'll have a spoiler cast up and talk about some of the mechanics in that. And oh. Go listen to that on the THG RSS uh, within the next handful of days as well. So so mm. maybe that might be the little oomph you need to, to get back into your Spidey suit and you know start yeah. swinging with the way that uh, Spider-Man intended you to swing. For sure. So, so moving on from there to, to Astro, we've talked about it a bit already, but if we can talk about more like the gameplay of it, I am really into this. It's something that like, I'm so glad everyone has a chance to play it because it comes with the, the PS5, but it's so cute and feels so like Nintendo-like in, in the way that it's so cute and put together. I love all the homages to the history of PlayStation from like the little characters like, you know, you've got like your little Kratos Astrobot in a boat. You've got like your. Um, <laughs> I want to mention one. Yeah, your Resident one Evil. Like, one. there's like the Umbrella Corporation scientist with his, like, um, you know, poison, whatever the poisons are, the chemical. <laughs> the T virus. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's holding it and you can punch him and he'll, like, kind of juggle, try not to drop it. There's so many cute little references throughout there. What was the one you wanted to talk about, Ali? So one of my favorite PlayStation, one of my favorite games is Heavy Rain. Mm -hmm. And they actually had a little character laying dead in the rain with a, um, like oh, an origami boy. figure on his chest. I'm like, this is more. <laughs> I, I was pretty, I was pretty happy because it is a favorite game of mine that it had representation there. So yeah. there's also a the trophy. Until Dawn one. There's also a trophy called Jason where you, when it's raining, if you go and like stand underneath like shelter take shelter from the rain <laughs> so yeah th th there's a lot of care and attention to detail within like the history of playstation that people will whatever your favorite playstation game is there's probably a representation of it um, yeah and not to mention all the artifacts and stuff that you can unlock and look at in the labo room and going on that trip down memory lane with all the peripherals is a lot of fun Definitely. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a bit cheeky that they called it the Labo Room after the Nintendo Labo <laughs> cardboard gaming interaction extravaganza. That threw me off. Yeah, it, it made me wonder if there's like an uh, etymology with that word that's specific to like gaming or something. Mm. But yeah, anyway, um, what did you guys actually think of the game itself? Not just like the controller and how that works, but the uh, platforming and everything. I think it felt great and like Ali touched on Ratchet and Clank earlier like so I think for when we get the full triple A complete game like Astro's Playroom is a complete game but it is a glorified tech demo really yeah. and that's not poo-pooing on it anyway like I can speak very highly of that but I think when we get these true next level games the platform is going to be really really special mm. controls in Astro's felt really smooth uh, just, just the depth of field and, and the 3D environments, uh, the the platforming and the traversal felt great. So I'm excited to see that realized in, in some of these future titles that are coming out, that's for sure. Mm. I just want to say that I'm firsthand not a platformer. Like, I don't like platformer games. And even when Jono was trying to pitch it to me, like, you just, just play 15 minutes, please. <laughs> just, you need to play 15 minutes. I loaded it up and I've almost finished it. I love this game. Like, I know it's a, meant to be like a tech demo kind of thing but i'm slightly obsessed with it i'm you know completing like all the collecting all the collectibles doing 100 percent completion it's a really fun game so 
yeah, to back Jono, everyone really should give it a go if you can. It feels it feels like it's transported me to back when I was a kid playing this game. Like mm. I felt this like level of joy playing oh, yeah. it, like booting it up, and even just going into the first world and running around. It felt like I was ten years old again, playing playing old school platformers and, and whatnot, and just experiencing all this this tech and this just mystery and. and awesomeness on the screen for the first time so it was testament to sony amazing like design wise sound wise like i loved memory meadows which is like the cloudy kind of like stage and then yeah and then the i think it's cpu jungle with the little tune on the background as well and when when you get to the end of every level and it has like the startup screen (laughs) homages it just like takes you back Mm. like it's 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 a it's a really cheap like way to just pull on nostalgia but it works so well it really <laughs> it does. does and it's it's you can just see the love that's gone into it with like the little uh, yeah. the, the platforms themselves are sometimes made of like you know the controller ports or memory cards or just things that remind yeah. you of the console jumping on a little bouncy joystick and things like that yeah. and it's it's fully realized it's it's really cute and very endearing and very respectful to previous gens and um yeah it it really encompasses the future for the console. I think that game, like it's mm. graphically great. The interaction is phenomenal and just the immersion and the, the crazy differences that you're going to be experiencing using that dual sense moment mm. to moment in, in future games has got me really hyped for the future. Yeah. It's got me pumped to play um, Sackboy whenever I get around to it. Like yes. seeing like the cuteness and how well that everything can work together has me excited to eventually get to, to Sackboy and the Pathless and some of these other even bug snacks like to see what can be done on the console but <laughs> other than that like the games I've been playing is AC Valhalla jumping from the PS4 to the PS5 version and if you've listened to Brendan talk about it on THG like it's basically the same thing like it's it, it looks better it feels a bit smoother 60 frames the quick loading it's great still um, no wait. sex scenes god damn it <laughs> there's, there's a there's also in the settings like a, a slider for turning on and off nudity so i'm not sure where that's going to come into it if there's no you know rote love scenes i've seen four <laughs> sets of boobies in my 80 hours and that was in one brothel one scene okay. one world event no it was actually part of a mainline story so four sets of boobies in a brothel that's the only nudity i've seen I'm very yeah, upset. Brendan's you're sound, getting his yeah. BPH boost per hour. Yeah, you sound un- unimpressed. That's a that's a metric that I haven't heard in a game before. You'd think when they have a nudity slider, like you'd be seeing a lot of nudity. But four boobies, you're they set all you eight up boobies. For, <laughs> Come on, they set up your expectations. Yeah. yeah. Aside from that, NBA 2K is the one that I jumped into. The last is more 2K. Like I'm excited to play it more as as time goes on. But for now, like. It looks mostly the same. Like if you get a close-up shot, it definitely looks a lot better. We've seen like the videos of the 4K sweat and everything, and it, it's all there. Um, but this, the city is the area that I need to check out because that's like the new attraction. It's like an MMO-style hub. Like they've taken it to the next level from like the neighborhood in in previous gen. The problem is you have to play like at least three or four hours worth of games in the park to get to the city and i don't really know why 2k's made that decision i feel like it's almost like to gate it off from people like they can slowly Mm. let people in there i don't know if they can handle it or something that's my guess (laughs) 
they'll probably have a little pipe you could use VC to get in there soon. You wait. It would be just buy your way because in. a lot of people are, are frustrated with having to, to kind of grind away at this game mode that they don't like or don't ever play to just to, just to see what's new in this game. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the the my career story is the same from what I can tell. Um, same characters and stuff. So if you played the PS4 version, it's going to be a definite upgrade and i kind of saved myself like hours like i didn't put a million hours into it like i I usually would because i knew that this version was coming so once you know the dust settles and i've had a look at bug snacks and i've had a look at you know finishing valhalla and whatever i'm sure i'll get back to it (laughs) before cyberpunk comes along and sweeps us all away yeah so i I think if we start looking at putting a bow on this um as far as initial impressions overall feeling i i don't have any buyer's remorse uh for for sort of getting in and getting it day one and being an early adopter i don't feel that probably it's necessary for a lot of general gamers to probably try and be getting in day one like wait a few months get some more titles in the catalog that you can experience uh, I, I feel that it's probably not an essential day one. Well, you can't get it day one now anyway, but like if, if the option was there uh, to try and still get it in a hurry, like if you're looking to, to you know, pull all your savings into this or, or wait, if you can hold out, I'd probably say you could hold out. Like there is some great upticks in, in graphical enhancements. Uh, moment to moment gameplay doesn't change too much outside of faster load times and and wider draw distance and, and game rendering but overall you'll you'll notice some some positives and you'll feel like you are playing next gen but as i said it doesn't feel like it's this big momentous step forward it's just it's a step in the right direction that's not a bad thing um no but it is a it is a heavy outlay like you're looking at upwards close to a thousand bucks if yeah. you're getting a few games in the console and things like that so it is a pretty hefty undertaking uh but i'm happy as far as you know we've talked about review scores of consoles and things like that um what was it eight out i think eight out of tens they got ign gave this and the series x both eights and then the dual sense was a nine i probably agree with those scores like i'm not regretful the console (laughs) feels good looks ugly games look good some games feel good uh but yeah any anything you guys want to say sort of closing arguments or closing uh feelings and, and opinions before we get on out of here I'm just excited. This is my first launch console that oh, I've ever bought. So welcome. it's like a, oh. it feels like Christmas and I've got all these different games to play and all these things to like to, to discover and even like experiencing problems and wondering if they're going to get fixed. Like it's just a whole new world to, to be part of. And at the same time, like my boss asked me if she had to get one for her son because he's been asking for it. And I was like, no, like if you've got a PS4, oh, like just hold horrible. hold on, like maybe, maybe wait for Christmas <laughs> or something. Like you don't, like if, 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 if some kid out there is telling their parents they need the new console, like you don't really, like you're not missing out on many experiences, especially, you know, at, at in this window, if you've got the disposable income, to make irresponsible purchases like we do, especially like Brendan does with his McDonald's um, Xbox. I regret then, nothing. <laughs> then like, yeah, like if, you, if that's how you want to spend your money, go for it. But I think, you know, there's no harm in, in holding off for a bit. And the, the FOMO's there and I see people like getting anxious about like, oh, mine hasn't arrived or there's no stock and I'm trying to get one. I'd say like, 
get one when you when it's right for you and, and when you when you feel like you can afford it and don't worry that you're missing out too much because you know there's not going to be like there have been in other generations as many games locked away to this version because there's so many ps4s out there there's 111 million in the world they're going to keep making games for the ps4 for a long time i, mean, I think ratchet is the one of the first like exclusive exclusives mm. um so i mean unless you're a huge ratchet fan just wait i know like people like benny and and um npcs and guys like that are playing spider-man on ps4 i haven't heard any like massive problems with that so you know it's still um it's still an option to to wait for maybe you know christmas sales whatever it is it's an awesome console if you've got the money for it grab one and, and enjoy but at the same time uh it's not gonna be like a, you're not hugely missing out on on something quite yet Especially if you don't have the TV yeah. to to yes. really yeah. get exactly. the benefits. Like if you're still running exactly. an old HD 1080p, you're not going to get the full benefits and all the sizzle from this console. So that's another investment that you need yeah. to be mindful of too. Miss Hart, what, what yeah. about you? Uh, I'm in complete agreement. Like, you know, if you are a person that is strictly a PlayStation player, you don't buy consoles, you're not a PC person, and this is your console of choice, if you've got the money for it, jump in. Like, you know, you have been waiting quite some time for the new gen. It's here. It, there's a lot of benefits to it. We've gone on about the controller, which is an experience of itself. But is was it worth the hysteria of, you know, being completely sold out and people stressing themselves over? Maybe not. Um, but yeah, if you're in the position to get yourself on, you've got the TV, you've got the money for it, you're ready for the new gen, yeah, join us. But don't rush out if you're not ready. There's, mm. you know, plenty of time. It's also been like the kind of year where it's like, yeah, like maybe treat yourself. Like <laughs> if you oh, can yeah. afford it, like have, have fun with it, enjoy it, you know. Yeah. But yeah, this, is, uh, this has been our PlayStation 5 Early impressions, PlayStation 5-centric podcast, just to give you guys and girls and everyone else out there just just some feelings from from behind our curtain, you know, trying to be as honest and as unfiltered and as uncensored as possible, uh, talking about the highs and the lows, uh, hopefully to, to help shape your decision if you are looking to buy one of these uh, leading up to Christmas. Like, uh, we're not going to hear, we're not here to sugarcoat and and sort of shill our way to, to, to false promises. So, um, yeah that's that's us <laughs> you can find us all as a collective at we are 8-bit on the socials you can find Jono at Jono himself you can find Miss Ali Hart at Miss Ali Hart and you can find myself at Brendan 8-bit but uh, yeah anything else you just want to say before we say goodbye for another episode I kind of want to play Detroit Become Human <laughs> yeah so you can see where they uh, where they drew most of their the influence from yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right well, let's get on out of here. Until next week, 8-Bit Nation, or next time, 8-Bit Nation, much love. Stay hungry. Stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Stay hungry.